Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Naomi, it was uh, just your birthday a little while ago for yes. the for the listeners. A week ago for us, just a handful of days. Yes. And uh, you got many texts from your estranged family members did you i not? know i did i got texts from family that i haven't spoken to or heard from it was a roller coaster mm. um but it's so funny what kind of a roller coaster emotional yeah <laughs> what <laughs> what kind you were there was it a yeah did it feel like a real one did you feel the wind in your hair 
the vomit in your throat. Well, my stomach did flip <laughs> and it did clench. Um, but I will say the best one was from my Nigerian grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love, of course, is she writes in all caps, but she's 90, bless. Okay. But what she said in this last email, she was like, so good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. And then it was love to Jew boy <laughs> in all caps, <laughs> J-E-W-B-O-Y, one word. Her... Now, now, walk me through this. Now, she she meant to write Jew Boo, correct? Yes, I assume so. <laughs> but if that's the case, then that means I'm like she's out here watching my comedy. You and see what I'm saying? So even no Jew Boo. Yeah, sure. Much love to the Hebrew lad. <laughs> the Hebrew lad you've shacked up with. Jew Boy almost sounds like a superhero, though. For some reason, I'm imagining a cape, star of David in the center uh-huh. of your outfit. Uh-huh. But I was like. It was also like, oh god, Jew boy also sounds bad, you oh. know. Like, so I was like, <laughs> totally. So I was like, so I, was like uh, I can't, I can't engage with Jew boy. But of course, the first thing I did was screen grab it and show it mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And you did think you did tell me it should be a t-shirt. Yes, the whole so, the whole text, the whole text should be a t-shirt. Okay, yeah. that's good. With uh, all the caps, listeners, would you enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> a t-shirt that's just a text from Naomi's ninety-year-old Nigerian grandmother. <laughs> It was very tender. Speaking of t-shirts, by the way, Naomi. Ooh, baby. Good holiday present would be a couples therapy t-shirt, a Jew-boo. A Jew-boo, proper spelling, (laughs) proper spelling, two different styles. You've got a Hebraic vibe, and you got the classic O's are bagels, and the W is a menorah. Mm -hmm. So how whimsical do you want to be? Yeah. That's the question when you make this purchase. We got got a miss a bitch t-shirt we got all the t-shirts for your holiday needs all the teas for your holiday needs in the link tree and our social media bios um speaking of holiday needs um i believe there's a little something you guys are gonna need to do this kwanzaa yeah all right this kwanzaa season what day of kwanzaa specifically the fourth day ujima which i do believe is collective not collective work and cooperative economics i believe ujima cooperative cooperative economics which honestly may work the cooperation because would, you, would that be called socialism possibly on wednesday december 29th you can watch season three of the stand-ups on netflix your girl is episode two okay so if i ain't in your queue you better add it to the queue <laughs> and i want you to watch my half hour special on netflix we need the numbers we need to go viral we need to create a cultural moment we okay? need to go viral you sound i know like, i said we need to go viral you sound like a character in an aaron sorkin show <laughs> we gotta go viral studio 60 uh, is that aaron sorkin <laughs> yes, yeah the is. one that didn't last exactly so i but i just want people to watch you know of I feel course like it was also, great i was i was there again obviously i'm biased because i love you but even if I hated you, I would have to I would have to admit watching that being like, damn, that was a gosh darn gosh darn good set of of improv <laughs> of stand up. So I just hope that, yeah, I hope it translates, you know, and I think all the listeners of CT, they know the journey that I've been on with this and putting it together yeah. in two months in a pandemic, trying to be the best, get it together. You, you cannot hold my makeup against me, y'all. I told you what had happened with my makeup, especially if you're on Patreon. So I want to hear it. Just focus on the content. <laughs> focus on the content, baby girls. Okay. Because that's what I have. But um, yes, December 29th. I think that day on Patreon, we'll do an episode where we watch it and give uh, 
behind the scenes commentary, right? Oh yeah, the pages always get in the inside track. <laughs> we're, we're always pulling back the sick curtain of showbiz. Speaking of the stand-ups, Naomi, yeah. our guest today. Now we did what? Well, this is what we did. We tried to do a couple episodes mm-hmm. leading up to the uh, release of the stand-ups on Netflix, December 29th. Is that at midnight on the the, the night before? Probably. Uh, it, with some of your fellow stand-ups from that. Absolutely. So, this week, we have Brian Simpson. Yes, indeed. Brian Simpson is so lovely, so funny. Recently named one of Vulture's comedians you should and will know in 2021. And quite frankly, that's yes. a fact, because he's about to be on Netflix. Yeah. So you can and should know. This is great. We recorded this a couple months ago, because we thought the stand-ups were coming out. In, in October. October. Yeah, that was what was supposed to happen. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Brian, super, like at the actual, at your actual taping afterwards, we're standing outside. He came over and introduced himself. I know. He's he like was warm. The he nicest, was friendly. Warmest dude. So nice. Has such a, look, you guys are going to hear it, but his life, you know, is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's so open and we love it. Nah. Okay. So I say, let's stop pussyfooting around and get to Brian Simpson. Roll it. How you doing? What's going on? What What do you feel inside? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling relieved. I've take I've taken the week off just to like decompress, mm-hmm. and I feel I, I feel good. It turns out like taking care of yourself is good for you. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Are you someone who is new to this idea of decompressing, taking care of yourself, listening to your body, and doing what you need? Yes, yes. I mean, I've always been aware of those things, but I just, I think that I was very, uh, I, I was socialized to look at those things as weak, weak. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, especially coming from the military as well, because it was like, that was the sort of thing that, like, no one ever said those words ever. You know, that I'm a decompress, that I'm a listen to my body. It, it's like all that sounded, it was just weird. So it's, so it's, 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 um, and also, you know, too, it, it, these last couple of years is when it's just now become sort of socially acceptable, uh, for black people to address their mental health and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not brand new to me, but it's new to me actually like strongly. Uh, going after it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Are you from Los Angeles? No, no, no. I'm originally from the D.C. area, PG County, Maryland. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I started comedy. I started doing stand up in San Diego, where I was oh, stationed. So white. What, what led you to San Diego? You, you said so white. I said. <laughs> I said so white. And I said, said well, maybe. Navy. No, I, no. I was. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and yes, San Diego is very white. Um, and, uh, but that's why I ended up in LA because being so close, San Diego being so close, it was like, that's where you know the most people, you know, that's what mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to guess South for you. You have like a Roy Wood Jr. energy. So <laughs> it was like, it's yeah. like it feels Southern to me. Yeah. I th- but I, you know what? I think, I think the DC area has that vibe. It, yeah. Cause it's very, it's, it's a little Virginia. It's a little, it's a little Philly. Mm-hmm. It's a little New York. It's that kind of, it's, it's sort of like the, 
I don't know if I would say the best of both worlds, but it's a little bit of both worlds, you know? <laughs> yeah. When you say Philly, does that mean you throw D batteries at mascots at sporting events? <laughs> no, 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 not quite. But I think we, we, we have some of the same, you know, slang and, uh, you know, the, the, the fashion and all of that kind of yeah. go, goes around. Yeah. A lot of, uh, John. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, a lot of you John. just said that but, so formal. Mm, <laughs> I, I, I straightened my tie as I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, when when I grew up, people people the way they were the way they pronounced it in DC was jump. Oh, really? It was like yeah, yeah, like John, John, John. Yeah, <laughs> like it it depends on who you're talking to, I guess. But in Philly, they make they make up all kind of crazy words over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Can we talk about the Marines? How did we get into the Marines? Um, that was that was just basically a rebellious thing for me. Oh, really? I was I was trying to get out of. I was trying to get out of the foster care. Like I was trying. I was tired of like them controlling my shit. So I I was like, this is my decision that I made, and nobody can stop it. You know. And then once so you it, got it, there, were you like, uh, what, or? Did did you like did you like it? did you like the structure? You know what? I didn't like it at the I didn't like it at the time or appreciate it at the time, but looking back on it, yeah, it was some good times. Hmm. I, I I learned a lot about what myself and what I wanted to to do with my life and I learned that I was funny there. Really? Um but it it definitely wasn't for me. Yeah, because uh, there's no way in hell I would go back. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Marines the same kind of composition that, like, again, the Army, where you have people who are like, oh, I'm doing this patriotically. You have some other people who are like, I'm doing this because I don't have another choice. And you have, like, some psychos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, to me, it's like the military is just a reflection of society. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it, it's it's nerds there. It's scumbags there. It's, <laughs> it's people that are like... It's some real like Captain America type motherfuckers that like always do the right thing and shit <laughs> like that. Like I've never met anybody. Look, there was it was a dude my unit that um he was he was one of those people that loves hard work. Hmm. Like he enjoyed he, not the fruits of it, but he yeah. enjoyed doing. He would eat his lunch standing up and go right back to work early. Like <laughs> we, you know, like we get we get an hour for lunch. He would eat his lunch in fifteen minutes and go back to work. He was the, one of those type of people. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, so that that's what you meet a bunch of type of people where you're like, oh, this person is real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yes. No, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I knew, and I knew another guy, like the opposite side of the spectrum. I knew another guy who he had zero redeemable qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like none, there was no positive aspects of him. He, 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 he wore bifocals. He, he had a lisp. He dipped so his teeth were fucking gross. Uh, he, had, he was he was bow legged. He was fucking. He was tiny. He had a little penis. You, wait, he, how did he yeah, get? He, how did he get accepted into the military? I have no idea. Barely. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, you know, some people slip through the cracks, man. But it was like, but he was a sweetheart though. Yeah, but he but he, but he was dumb as shit. So it was one of those things where. <laughs> It it didn't quite make so I guess him being a nice guy was the only real yeah I, I think he was but he was only nice because he wasn't smart enough to be mean you know what I mean mm. uh huh 
Yeah, a real uh, Lenny from Mice and Men. Is that the guy's name? Lenny? <laughs> like, a, yeah. like a just a simple sweetheart. Yes. Right, right, right. With, with just, he wasn't symmetrical. It was just a weird... <laughs> a weird guy man i felt so bad for him that might be my favorite drag he wasn't symmetrical (laughs) (laughs) someone not symmetrical is very insulting but like but but also too did that teach you something in terms of because suddenly you're you're forced together with all these different type of people you know and y'all gotta you kind of gotta get along right like there's no room like you just gotta kind of take everybody as they are did it sort of teach you or help you learn to just like let people be do you know what i mean yeah well i i um i think the big the biggest thing i learned from that was the ability to because you know like that you know the serenity prayer you Mm -hmm. know give me the wisdom to to know the difference between the things like you know that kind of thing it was Mm -hmm. like i learned that where it was like some things are not fair and you just got to move on you know, some things you just you you have to recognize when you just got to take the the uh, the unfairness on the chin. You know, charge mm-hmm. it to the game, whatever other saying it is, and um, you know, because because that's the that's the problem I have now with like a lot of uh, like a lot of people now because of the internet and so on and so forth. They can't move past things, mm-hmm. you know, or they waste they waste energy being upset about things that they can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and, and it's like, and you know, and the, the the Marine Corps at least then was like an absolute. It was a dictatorship. It was like you don't. It doesn't matter how fair it was. It doesn't matter if you were uh, if you were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you did the wrong thing. If you were on time, but he was like, it, it didn't matter. It was like sometimes yeah. unfair shit just happened, and there was literally nothing you could do about it. Mm-hmm. And you had to just you had to just move on and just be better. And it, it helped me with that. It's just recognizing. When I have the power to to affect change, and when I just gotta shut the fuck up and go on by my business, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's uh-huh. good training for showbiz too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, that's they, they really gonna test you out here. Oh yeah, a true nightmare, a true hellscape. Yeah. Where where do you see more unfairness in the Marines or in show business? Uh, oh wow. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll say what well, I'll say this. There's I would probably say the Marines, but <laughs> but at least most of the people in positions of power in the military have earned it. Yes. Yeah. You know, whereas yes. like out in in show business, <laughs> you can just fail your way to the top, you know? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and cuz all you have to do is be associated with something that is successful yep. and no one, no one ever looks into it to find out if you were part of the success or was it successful in spite of you. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Or you just walk by the day it was successful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. Like you could have been the person, you could have been the person that was trying your damnness to ruin Mary with children. <laughs> you know? And, but then you get to go to your next gig and go, I was the executive this or that on one of the most successful TV shows. And they go, okay, we'll put you in charge of this show. And then you ruin that. Sh- you know, it's <laughs> right. like you, the problem, the difference is that in Hollywood, the not the business people of the show business don't necessarily, uh, they don't, they don't get churned out fast enough. They don't, you know, they, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you get in a position of power and you'll pretty much stay that way unless you rape somebody or murder somebody. Mm -hmm. And even then you might not, 
<laughs> right. Lose your job. Right. 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 Yeah. And so it's that. That's the. That's to me. That's my big problem with Hollywood. Is just that there's no accountability in terms of uh, the business people interfering with the creative side of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, showbiz is like all West Point grads that were the children of generals. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's almost like, man, we we pulled this off. <laughs> we, we pulled this off in spite of you being here. Yeah, and you're yeah. and you're and you and you honestly believe that you were integral to the success of the project. Right. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. Um, but. Talking about that, though, you know, you talk about the foster care, the military stuff. The decision to come into this business is not it's not an easy one to make when you are black, when you don't come from money. Like I'm saying this all for myself, too, like where it was like I felt like if I was going to do this, there was no choice but to succeed. And I didn't have a long time to find out. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, you right about that. I think what I started when I was 28. Mm hmm. And yeah, it was a decision, but it, but it was also, I, I was, I was captivated by the idea of getting away with it. Cause, because some, cause the, you know, we have our little pockets, our little islands of happiness, mm-hmm. right? Between <laughs> us, the, the sea of depression filled with <laughs> islands of joy, right? Yes. And, and when I'm on those islands of joy, I'm I'm always like I'm so damn lucky that I get to do this. Like I feel like I, I feel like I beat the game, and now I'm playing back through with the extra items, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, like, yeah. The, the unlocked items, and like, and so <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a smart decision to make with your life, and I never advise anyone to do it. Yeah, you know, whenever like some young comics or whatever hit me up and they go, "Hey man, you got any advice?" I'm like, "Make sure you really want to do this because you might not make it." And, right. it, and it, it ain't got nothing to do with your talent or none of that. It's like some, this shit is not fair. Mm-hmm. It ain't right. You know, it's, and the, the, the happy stories are, are great, but it's like, it's, it's definitely not something I would advise you to do. It's like, it's like telling somebody to be a musician, you know, it's like <laughs> be a DJ, you know, it's like, that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could be dead mouse in five years, but you might just be the, a dead. You might just be dead. <laughs> right, right, you might be dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It so yeah, it, it, you're right. It's it's a funny decision, but to be honest with you, everyone in my life was pushing me to to keep doing this. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. So and yeah. and I don't know how many of those people really believed that I would ever be successful, but they really did believe that I was funny. Mhm. You know, mm-hmm. so It's not like talent is immaterial because it can get cuz I've been thinking about this a lot that like because I, I came out here and then I was just like, oh, I got real cynical real quickly. And I was just like, talent, who gives a shit? No one cares about that. Right. But then I'm like, well, in a sense, there is something where, like, if you are good, it could put some people on your side at the very least. Oh, they yeah. may still, like, hire their children and their friends first. But it might, in the long run, talent might help. Win out. Yeah. Well, I don't know about went out, but <laughs> not went out. Well, I think if you stay around long enough, you know, but but I think that's not fair. I think there's that pressure that I always felt. And I don't know if you felt this, Brian, too, this idea of like, you know, being, quote, undeniable. And it's like, oh. that's a lot of fucking pressure. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is not pressure yeah. that a, a lot of white kids who are funny feel, you know, or kids who just are creative or who just want to do, you know, 
comedy. You know, I don't right. know the, I don't yeah, know what's that feeling. It's something my, my when I first got real serious about comedy, my mother told me that, you know, in in every situation, it's 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 always black excellence versus white mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's not that every white person is mediocre, but it's that you can be, you're allowed to yes. be. And yes. still, and for the same opportunity, you can be okay and get it. I have to be amazing, right? And and so, and I've always just kept that in mind. Where it's like, and I don't know how to be amazing because there's not. It's not like it's not like an amazing gym you can go to <laughs> and, and work and work on your amazing. You just have to hope that someone sees it or thinks it or whatever. Yeah, and, and every time I felt like I failed, that I would like shake my fist at the sky and curse Zach Galifianakis because that quote. <laughs> That quote is attributed to him, right? Oh, He's really? like, just be undeniable. I mean, th- that's the first time I heard it. Oh, okay. Um, it's okay. him saying it. Um, yeah. So it was like, yeah, but I, yeah, there's because that's not something that you can be. You, all you can do is just keep working. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Because trust me, somebody yeah. will deny you. You know what I mean? They will. <laughs> exactly. They will find exactly. it. They will find a way. Uh, but you know what I found too is finally, w- when I got to the point where I stopped caring about the outside approval is when it started, when things started happening for me. Mm-hmm. Like right when I was like, fuck this is when I, all these doors started opening. It, it's, there's something about breaking through that barrier that um, I, I don't know if they can tell if mm-hmm. they can sniff it or if they, if they, if they got like Hollywood spies keeping track on you and then once they, Oh, he's giving up <laughs> scoop, scoop him, <laughs> scoop him up. Right. <laughs> There is some. I think there's something about that though, where like you can't you can't control that moment where you're just like fuck this, but you but like that is there's something changes about you when you're like because you once you're like fuck this, then you kind of become yourself in a way, and you stop like being like what you think you're supposed to be. Yeah, and then the choosers they 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 read that you're not trying to impress them. Mm-hmm. You know, when one, even but, and even even getting to that point, you're still gonna get denied a few times. You know what I mean? But but there's something there's something about you reach that point because everyone's always trying to impress the choosers instead of being themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then and then they'll pick you, and they'll tell you how unique you are, and then they'll try to change you into, into <laughs> something that they've seen before. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Can you be more like something I've seen before, though? All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we know we know you as an artiste right now. I think we've gotten there, Andrew. Because, but here, you know, couples therapy, honey. It's not. We're not here to talk about the biz, but of course, I can't okay. help it. Yeah. We're yeah. here to talk to people about their relationship problems, their you know romantic, platonic, familial, honey. So we need to know where you're at. Okay, talk to us about relationships for you. You know, as a male comedian. You're, the standards for you are not high, okay? We're not expecting male comedians to have it together, to let anyone in emotionally, you know? Yeah, what has that, that been about? like for you? What is that a male comedian thing? I thought it was just me. <laughs> it's a male comedian thing, I oh, think. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. I um, I mean, obviously, um, it's, it's weird that I, because I just finished real actual therapy right before this. Okay, interesting. I felt like you had a calmness about you. Now we know. Yeah. Well, I um but no, I I think that I have I guess I have to face the fact that I have intimacy issues. 
Mm-hmm. I I have I have trouble being close. Mm-hmm. I don't have trouble getting close, but I have trouble being close. And I think what it is is I've been it. You know, I trace it back to the to the foster child thing of you know sort of anticipating being kicked out of homes mm-hmm. and so avoiding closeness. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. I think after years and years and years of, of of avoiding closeness, even though I want closeness, I don't know how to be close once I get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah, makes yeah. me un- it makes me uncomfortable, and and, I'm, and so I become one of those people. And I think this is normal. I become one of those people that at the first sign of the, of a, just the first whiff of anything that's negatively happened to me in the past, and I'm done with you. Hmm. You know, and the people I really like, I keep at arm's distance because I don't want I don't want that to happen. You know, yeah, you don't want to see it. You don't want them to yes. mess it up. Yeah, and in, in other words, if you're in my life, you you are always welcome at the house, but you but you can't come in the house. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have a stoop set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if I if I really care about you, you you can slide by whenever you want, but you can't come in. Okay. You know, it's it's that kind of thing emotionally. I mean, yeah, yeah you can yeah. come in my real house. Yeah, yeah, right. but, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I've never said I've never told somebody to make themselves at home. Uh huh. You know, I'm like, no, make yourself like you got somewhere else to live, and you're gonna go there <laughs> soon. So, does that mean like, have you had any long term re- romantic relationships, or do you just kind of have hookups or just friends? No, I've, I, <laughs> I've had I've had dysfunctional long term relationships. Well I, well, I went to this I went through this phase in my in my twenties to early thirties where I was uh, dating broken people. Mm. You know, it was it was sort of like I think my logic was or my uh, my uh, subconscious logic was that I would. You know, that if I, if it was a fucked up person that needed me, that they couldn't judge me for my fucked upness, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe we could help each other or understand each other. But, but really what ends up happening is that you're just two fucked up people. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it's like the blind leading the blind. You, it's, it's impossible. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and now I just, like I said, I just keep people at a distance. Um, I never let it get past the, uh, interested phase. So I was like, okay, that, that, that was fun and done, you know? Uh-huh. It, well, now, Brian, what are we doing to work on that in therapy? You're too lovable. You're going to keep um, him at a distance, but we all want to be so close, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, honestly, I think I'm doing um, better now be, because there's, there was, you know, you got to mix that also with the, the tremendous insecurity that comes from being in this business, you know, because it's also a thing of like, now that I'm on the verge of success, I feel like safer. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause 100%. it's like, and so now that I have my own base and foundation, now I feel like I can, I'm more ready to open up to someone or more ready to risk. Cause, cause that's what it is, right? Like love is risk. It's, 
it's opening up the gates. It's giving you the password. It's it's <laughs> you know showing you the secret passageways, and so it's like that. I'm, I think I'm more prepared for that risk now that I'm now that I don't have to worry about like starving or mm-hmm. failing. You know, and that's yeah. What yeah, I like that. Yeah. Love is pulling the candlestick and letting the bookcase open up. <laughs> right, right. It's basically going, you know, it's like it's like it's like I'm an invincible warrior, but here's my weak spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh and it's like and I think I've just I've I've met so many people that like cuz you know they say hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So you dating a hurt person and you tell them your vulnerability and they go, "Ha ha. You ate <laughs> you ate the last donut." Ah, and then twist the knife right in your fucking Achilles heel. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, when did you start yeah. to figure this stuff out? Like, have like is this relatively new, and or is this like something you've been working on for a little while? You know, it's it's something that that I've always um, thought about, but I think I'm I'm exiting that phase where because because th- this happens. I used to notice this in my friends, and, uh, and now I guess I'm acknowledging it in myself. But you know, how sometimes you um, you learn you you get the 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 words for something where you like you don't know what your problem is, and then you you read a book or you hear a quote or something, and, and, and it, it has a, it has a language for it. Yeah. And I think some, sometimes we get we learn those words, and it's such a relief to actually be able to articulate the the feeling that we think we've solved the problem because we because we cannot because we can point at it and identify it and so we we don't actually do the work you know it's, it's mm-hmm. like when you hear somebody go oh sorry i'm bipolar like that like because <laughs> the, because they know that that what they did was okay you know what i mean yes it's, it's that sort of thing so it's like i think i've known what to call my issue for a longer than i've been actually working on the problem so the, the, that's new. Working on it is new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you start therapy for the first time in the pandemic or before? Um, no. Doing, well, no. I mean, I, I've when I was a kid, I was going to therapy all the time. But they make foster kids do that. Oh, I didn't think they made you do that. Uh, yeah. But as, as an adult, yeah, this is the first time I've I've regularly gone to a therapist. Because I, I, I've tried it before and I always quit them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because... Uh, Cause the first time I feel judged by a therapist, I'm out. Okay. Like do, you, you not you. Cause I can't open up to you if you sitting over there judging me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's like no matter what I tell you, if I tell you I killed a man or I, or I drowned uh, drowned a lizard, I need you <laughs> to keep a straight face. Right. <laughs> yeah. And some and and you know, and I, I tried a few years back when I was because I was I was I was living in a homeless shelter when I first moved to L. A. It was was for veterans. It was a veteran, Iraq veteran homeless shelter. And I, um, and they make you kind of use all of your VA benefits and medical stuff. And so I tried to go to therapy then. And I think I made it through three sessions with the first lady. And then she gave me homework. That's, that's a no, no. I'm not going, I'm not. No, I'm not going home with 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 scantrons and and now you now you evaluating me and it's it's just stressful. It's something I got to think about, you know. And then um, the second lady, um, I remember her. Uh, I remember the the because uh, I used to catch the bus out there, and the bus made me like you know 
14 or 15 minutes late. Mm-hmm. And, and... That's it? In L.A.? <laughs> yeah. And this was all the way to West L.A., too. From... Oh, from my God. From, uh, from Little Armenia to West L.A. Mm. Okay, that's... Okay, and, so you're taking, what, the two? Yeah, that all yeah, the way yeah, straight yeah, across? No, not all the way. You take you take the two to... I forget the station. You take the two to a train station and take the train to another place and then take another bus oh. to the VA. Oh. You know, and it's, it's, it's that sort of thing. You got to leave two hours early just to yeah. make sure. That kind of thing. And I was 15 minutes late. And I'll never forget that, like, we were in the middle of, like, some deep shit. And she was, like, really... Uh, empathetic and and concerned and, and that sort of thing. And then when the clock hit the time it was supposed to be over, she just switched up. Just got real uh, cold and like, well, it's 2 o'clock and, uh, you know, just from now on, be on time. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, wait, wait, like, and, and I, because I feel you, but at the same time, like, that, that abrupt, yeah. it makes it feel like an act. Yep. You know? Yep. And I'm like, nah, I can't fuck with you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. That, was, that was almost like a breakup because I didn't. I I just ghosted her, and she started calling me and being like, "Brian, I'm just making sure everything." I was like, "Nope, nope, nope. I can't she, face you or talk to you anymore." Well, right. I would expect her too to be a little bit warm, like more understanding. Like she's dealing with vets, right? So everybody coming from a whole lot of other shit. Not simply 15 minutes late, but it's like shit's going on. Like these are, yeah, you know, this is someone who's just like. I'm really stressed out. Yeah, like yeah. it's no, like real shit, right? Because what this this is what I find dealing with the VA is when you get an older doctor, the the downside is that a lot of times they have old ways of thinking about shit. You know what I mean? Which is can be problematic in its own way. But they're usually better at dealing with veterans because they're there because they give a fuck. Uh-huh. And, and and a lot of times you're getting a young doctor, they, because a lot of VA hospitals are attached to universities. Mm-hmm. And so you get a young doctor that is, you know, she's just getting her hours at the VA. She don't give a fuck about veterans and she ain't getting paid what she thinks she should, you know, and that's what yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, you get the new doctors yeah. mm-hmm. that, that are like, they ain't never dealt with veterans. They have, they don't have any experience, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's, it's that sort of thing. They, and, and, and that's the worst because nobody wants to feel like, you know, they're a checklist in your pamphlet or, you know, you you going around the corner and pulling out the quiz you <laughs> took in, in in class to see what you should say to me. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like these people are just trying to, like, get their hours so they can, like, open up an office in Beverly Hills <laughs> and then talk to people about, like, I didn't use the right moisturizer. I feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, there's a lot. There's so much here. It's almost like we could do an we could do like two hours of just <laughs> Brian's past. But I do think Brian is the perfect person for these questions we have. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, because right. Brian is coming to us with some life experience, with some therapeutic experience, some real life experience. This is what I like about stand up. There are more. I think stand up more than any other kind of of like comedic art form allows people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you're doing improv, mm. it's just like. Well, uh, you better have five thousand dollars to pay for classes uh, right. if you want to do this thing. But like stand up, it's like, are you fun? Like at the at you know in those entry points, it's like, are you funny? Great, keep keep going. Yeah, yeah. and we're more and we're more we're more open because we're we are we're obsessed with the human condition, hmm. right? And so somebody asked me, I I was on another podcast recently, and somebody asked me, is there uh, is there less racism in comedy? And I was like, no, there's just as much racism. We just handle it differently because we're more 
concerned. Comics are a little more concerned about why you're that way yes. than the average person, right? Because like if the, if comedy was an action movie, comics would be the guy like when the, the temple's falling apart and the hero's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And the comics are the scientists that's like, I just need one more sample. Just let me, I just, can I just get it? We're that person. Where it's like, there, there's danger, but I just, we, we have to know yeah. how this happened. It's that, that's who we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's such a good way of putting it. Oh my god, I've never heard that, and that is so right. <laughs> that feels so real. One more fucking sample. Yeah, just one <laughs> dying second. under it. Dying under the rubble. Trying to get one more sample. <laughs> That's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take a quick break, and we'll be right back with your advice question. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. Honey, with Brian Simpson, we ready to handle your scandal. As always, we love it when you write in to us, honey. Send us that Gmail. Send us that DM on Twitter or Instagram. But my very favorite is when you call 323-524-7839. And we do have some voicemails, but we're going to start first with, a, uh, this is from Anonymous on uh, Instagram. Okay. From a direct message. Okay. Hi, Naomi and Andy. I love you all on your podcast. I'm having a problem with my friend. Lately, she's been using tons of AAV, African-American vernacular English, (laughs) and talking in a, quote, black scent. And we're both white. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
at this point, it's just straight up offensive and also embarrassing to be with her when she's talking to people because it's not natural at all. Other than that, she seems to really understand the idea of white privilege and racism in general. <laughs> she understands the idea of racism in general. <laughs> what does it even mean? <laughs> so I don't right. think it's coming from ill intentions, eh? but it's still messed up. I know I need to talk to her, but I really don't know how to because she's my best and closest friend. The thing is, it's really getting out of hand. <laughs> I wish there were some. I wish there were some examples of how it's getting out of hand. I know, uh, and I feel like I need to do something. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, see, this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't think there's much you can do. You think? Because well, it because it it's it sounds weird to me because I play a lot of video games as well, and online, you know, the kids. <laughs> They say whatever the fuck they want to say, you know, yeah. and and it, it always throws me off when I hear white kids using black slang and stuff like that. But, what, but what's what's happening is TikTok is making black slang mainstream. Hmm. And so to, to the kids, they not doing a black scent. They're they're just using the, the slang of the day that it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like they aren't trying to be rude. And even though. You, you know, you obviously you can push back against that, but my point is, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's unstoppable. It's, <laughs> if, if if it's if it's online, like the the internet is undefeated. Yeah. You know what I mean? R- remember when they were when they were making commercials trying to make us feel guilty about stealing music, and now they give it away for free. Right now, this Napster got shut down. Spotify is the number one uh, app on in the Play Store, right? And it, and it's like. The, you know, same thing with 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 movies. Remember, they were oh, you download movies now. Now it's five dollars a month. You can watch any movie, or twelve dollars a month. You can watch any yeah. movie, and and you can watch a movie that just came out in the theaters at yeah. home. Yep. Remember, yeah. they do, they went through all this trouble to shut down bootleggers, and so it's like, yo, it's it started online. You can't stop it. Yeah. All you're gonna do is upset yourself. Uh, if I could, if I could, if I could snap my fingers and Thanos away. <laughs> white people talking like that i yeah. would do it <laughs> what if you could but, Thanos but, away white people that i would do <laughs> no, no see I, but i wouldn't do that because then who would i have comedy about <laughs> you're right uh, you're you know, right like, just, you, one like, you, just one more yeah, sample just one more sample. exactly just one more sample i need i need to see what makes y'all tick <laughs> what makes y'all tick tock what uh, makes y'all tick tock <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He, okay, here's I I think I agree with you, but like I'm gonna for the sake of argument, I'm gonna try to figure out something. What if? Okay, is there any kind of um, scenario where you can show this person that what they're doing is ridiculous? But like, see, take I a, would ask though. This is your, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, take a video of them using the word finna or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and then show them. <laughs> Andy saying finna. Was so strange. <laughs> it was. It, it came. It was like he, he. It was like it tasted nasty coming out of his mouth. Right, exactly. Uh, um, if Saint Phil. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the same like flavor of rapping, Grandma. Like right, that's the right. Same kind of, like I'm on that spectrum then. But like, show them the video and be like, "Do you see? Is there something wrong with this video of you?" <laughs> but see, I think. If, but here's my thing though: if y'all are such like oldest and best friends. You got to say, what happened to you? What show did you watch? Like, I would just mm-hmm. literally ask, right. what? Like, if this is, like, new, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
what kind of what you know is it what you're saying like the tiktok or whatever it's like girl you gotta stop like whoever it is like or it's like <laughs> well, what made you think this was cute coming out your mouth you know what i mean something but also i mean i think both of their they they both have the same problem is that they don't have enough black people in their life yeah because if all you because if if she had been if she had done this if you had if you were around any black people regularly, somebody would have told her ass by now. What are you? What are you? Why are you talking like that? Right, right. <laughs> you know? So it's like the, it's like you're you're in your white bubble. Yeah. And you need to. And I know you got one or two. You just call. Just be, go be around your black friends with her. Right. Right. And and see how they react to how right. she's talking. And it's, it's not going to be violent or nothing like that. She <laughs> might get her feelings hurt. She might get her feelings hurt. Yeah. But the, the solution, the problem, will be solved. But. Or also, too, you would also be what would be interesting to see if she didn't do it. If when she was actually around black people, oh, she kept that shit to herself. Do you know what I mean? Wow, yeah. Because that, yeah. that is another yeah, thing. That's, that's what happens, yeah. too. You the, know, the this opposite weird, code switch. The opposite code switch, exactly. The opposite, where it's like, oh, this might sound stupid. And then if that happens, you could almost use that as your way in. Cause you can kind of be, cause like, cause that lets you know there's a bit of self awareness there. If someone takes it, like, stops doing it, then you're like, oh, okay, you might notice, oh, hey, yeah. right? And you can kind of use that as your way to have the conversation. Because listen, if you don't stop her now, the next time you see her, it's gonna be Afro Step. <laughs> it's gonna be A V E, and she and she gonna be Dutty whining and all that shit. Dutty <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah yes i that, i think that's that's the key yeah right? yeah right it's uh, it, you know is are you chet hanks are you chet hanks on a on a scale of one to dolazol i mean <laughs> uh, oh Ch- chet hanks is a 7 dolazol's the 10 right if we're saying right, 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 if that's right. part of our scale. <laughs> See, you know what's weird about Dolezal is I actually, I actually defended her, not at first, yeah, but, I, but I feel like there's so many more white people to be mad at over her because she, she let her black phase cost her everything, and she still ain't stopped. <laughs> You know what I mean? She can't get a job in what she got her degree in because of what she did. Yeah. And she still wake up every day and choose black. Her <laughs> kids, her kids be begging her mom, please. And she still like, no. You know, so it, for me, I'm like, as soon if you sacrifice something for it, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm still going to make fun of you. Like, on, you know, I'm still going to use you as a punchline and stuff like that. But I ain't trying to fuck your life up. You know? Yeah. I'm well, gonna nice. say that Miley Cyrus, Chet Hanks, like these people that use blackness as like a currency. Yeah. Right. That they that's who upsets me. And I was suspicious that that's what Rachel Dolezal was doing at first. But then when I saw the documentary and I'm like, oh, she's still <laughs> she's still <laughs> being black every day. Or trying to be, you know? Yeah, trying like to that, be black every day. Yo, that's admirable <laughs> to me. <laughs> Because now like she's you, actually experiencing blackness, which is to have yeah, opportunities she's, denied she's, to her. She's ostracized in the white community and the black community, and yep. she still won't stop. All right. You well, <laughs> is this now a Rachel Dolezal fan podcast? Rachel, oh, no, do we oh, love no. you? Do we support your <laughs> journey? Ooh, <laughs> your yeah, we can, 
That could be a whole podcast. We can figure that out later, though. Yeah. I don't know about lover. We could also be neutral towards her. I think. I think. Yeah. We, we don't have to denounce her, but we also don't have to be like, you know what? I admire you. Oh, I never admire Rachel, but no, I, no. I feel very bless her heart. That's my response whenever I hear her name. I say bless her heart. <laughs> you know, like that's just like okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Why don't we do a voicemail? Okay. This one. All right. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, this is going to cut off, and then there's a uh, the the person wrote in <laughs> with the rest of it. Okay. I've told so. you all there is a three minute limit on voicemails. Okay. And <laughs> if you can't keep it to three, you got to just p- stop, stop. <laughs> maybe jot down a couple bullet points and call back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Out, you got to outline. You'd have to outline it. Know where you're going. Yeah. All right. Ready, guys. Okay. Hey, guys. Okay, this is crazy. This is literally my third voicemail, and now I understand how people are like, I left a couple voicemails. Okay. I am going to get it all in to this one. Okay. Basically, your time right there. I have had a very bad history of relationships. For context, my last relationship was like three years with a friend with benefits. We fell in love. He admitted he was a sociopath. And at the end, I was like, it's okay. There's still people who will love you out there. Ridiculous. I was like in the pits of just like lack of boundaries and lack of self-love. So I have done a lot of work on myself previously to kind of, uh, not kind of, but like really respect myself and love myself and be like, what are boundaries? What is a healthy relationship? Like, so um, I had been crafting a list of who I think would be the perfect partner. Usually I throw myself into relationships and people are like, Janina, what's wrong with you? You need to get out of that. But this guy, I met him and he just kind of checked off almost everything. And it was like, it was mind blowing to me. I was, I was like, you cannot be a real person. This is amazing. You're genuinely a good guy. Like you're so kind. You're so nice. You're almost everything on my list. The one red flag that came up where I was like, Oh, this might be a big deal is he, um, He has these, like, we only hung out for two weeks. And what I noticed is he would say things that um, showed me he had these, like, lack of boundaries that I used to have. Like, um, he started to say things that made me think he's using the relationship to prove he's not a bad guy. He's not unlovable. And it looked like him being overly generous, like, even if it burned him out or put him in uncomfortable positions and, um, you know, it was like he he knew that he wanted a serious relationship and he said that he wanted it with me. And, you know, I would say things like, oh, I feel so comfortable around you. This feels like we've known each other for a long time. We also went to the same school together and didn't know it. There was a lot of like little things that just drew us together. Um, but he would say things like, oh, I feel like our souls have known each other for eternity. You know, it was just like you could very much tell he wanted a relationship to cover up something. So... Um, I was like, oh, you remind me of me. You should probably go to therapy. And he was like, okay, therapy scares me. I was like, I hear you. Because he had a bad experience with his past relationships. Like, he also went through some traumatic shit. And I just see a lot of, like, my past self in him. So um, I was like, you're beautiful. You're lovely. Your heart just wants to love. And I love that you chose me to do it. But, like, I think that you should clear these things up first and um, he also told me he repressed his, his emotions. He doesn't know how to handle them, et cetera. So I want to know when you see someone and you're like, they could benefit from therapy. Um, what are like, when do you date someone through the beginning of their mental health journey? And 
Okay. Okay. When you, so they, they wrote in, when you date someone through the beginning of their mental health journey, and when do you let them go through it on their own? And okay. then I mean, they, they I mean finished, <laughs> there's a compliment at the end. I love this podcast so much and I've taken the deepest dive the past few months. Thank you guys so much for doing what you do and being who you are. Always love to keep in those compliments. You love to keep it a compliment. <laughs> but she's saying, wait, let's go back, honey, because no, I got to get a question again. Okay? okay. The question is at the very end so and I need she, to hear the bottom. Yes. She dated she right. has dated sociopaths. When do you date someone through the beginning of their mental health journey? And, and when, when do you, you let, let them, them go, go through, through it on, on their, their own? own. Okay. Man, that would be <laughs> There was a lot. There was a lot of questions that she wasn't asking, <laughs> in there that I want to answer. Like, first of all, she 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 said a mouthful. Um, but why did why do you have a list? That that was that's the weirdest part to me. Where you like, she said he checked everything on my list. Uh huh. And it's like, isn't isn't how someone makes you feel like the only thing on the list that should matter? I mean, why do you have? What is the? What is the? What is the list? That's what I need to know. Is the, oh, is, I see is what it, you're saying. Is, 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 is no, it like Brian? Trust me, you're gonna be, you're gonna get there in your therapy, honey. You're gonna write a list at some point. Okay, you gotta manifest <laughs> okay. the love you want. You gotta write down. Okay, what are my? I guess for me, less than what a person has to be, and more so the deal breakers, right? Like learning what are mm. the things. Yeah, girls, deal breakers. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, she said she said red. She said the one red flag, and then she didn't name no red flags. I she was oh. like she, she was like there was one red flag. He was telling me that uh, he feels like our souls belong together, and I was like, okay, well, where's where's yeah, the I bad part? This is what I got from it was that the red flag was that it felt like he was it, he was trying too hard. Like it wasn't you know like when you're around someone and it seems like they are that like it's whatever they're doing like they're being nice to you and it's not natural and they're just doing it to like cover something up they're doing it to like like she said this person it seemed like they were trying to prove like someone in a past relationship had told them like you're a piece of shit and Uh. and the guys like now trying to prove like i'm not a piece of shit or just like Mm. you know when someone is like trying to just like make you too close too soon too mm, right like, yeah, like our yeah. souls know each other it's like we just had our second lunch like it sounds like maybe that like him mo- trying to just like make them closer <laughs> than we, they were we both are tater tots obviously right. our souls are entwined exactly like that kind of vibe and you're like okay i need you to calm down so okay yeah i get that as you am saying so i'm wondering what she basically what she's saying is like he's a good guy but she can see this right that he's like kind of trying a little too hard or moving them a little fast and the question is you know does she let him go on his journey and hope he comes back or does she stay by his side now i'm gonna tell you right now i say let him go on his journey i really believe you let somebody go on their journey because i think that you know because what you're asking of this person when you when we say to somebody go to therapy we're saying you know change and the change doesn't have to be huge but it's a change you're asking that person to change and the fact is you don't none of us know how that change will manifest until we're in it and i think when you're in a relationship it's not i wouldn't say stifling it's just something like when you're in a relationship you kind of you got to be cognizant of that other person and you have to like you almost i think you do end up changing in relation to them yeah, because they're around because they're the person you know and I just think that like he gotta go figure himself out y'all can still be friends or whatever but I don't know if you wanna like make him your number one if he's gonna go on this journey also you can't make a man go to therapy or make any person go to therapy like I would always tell you to go to therapy but you 
decided to go when you went. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had said it, but you had to... To be fair, though, you put the idea in my head. Like, I don't know if I would have had that idea in my head to eventually go when I felt like I needed to uh-huh. if you hadn't suggested it. Okay. And you weren't, like, adamant about it. Yeah, I wasn't, like, bringing it up all the time. I was just like, maybe you want to try this thing. Yeah, you thought I could benefit from it. Maybe, maybe oh, okay. Maybe it sounds, maybe it's, um, it says some more about me that I was psychoanalyzing this lady more than this, <laughs> than this thing about the answer to her question. But it also seems I, I, I got a tinge of it just from her tone and everything that maybe the idea of this person that checks all her boxes, uh, is scary to her. Hmm. And she, she, oh. like, she, it, it, it looks like she's looking for a reason to run the other way. Cause she tells us she's, she's had a habit of dating the opposite. And now here's someone that, that is perfect, according to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now she's looking for every little reason to be like, oh, this ain't, this isn't for me, you hmm. know? Right. Like maybe her flag, like she's a little too. Like maybe she's, maybe it's not a red flag and she's color and she's painting it red. Yeah, yeah, because 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 I used to do I used to do that where it was like where it was like when I met somebody that I actually respected and admired, I would convince myself that they were too good for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it sounds like, you know, that that's not her reasoning. She because she's saying this person is perfect and now she's going, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a reason to let him go on his journey. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that because. That, that that is good advice. You should let them go on his journey alone. But that's also not what people normally are tempted to do. Most people are like, I'm not letting this go. Yeah. So the, you know. Yes, yes, yes. So like the fact that you're hesitant is is telling. Mm. This is an interesting take on it, Brian. Honestly, I'll let that stand. That's a possible side to this. That this person is kind of like because they've been hurt, doing some overthinking. But I would still say that like. It's never a bad idea for anybody to go and talk this shit out. But I also just think it's like when you meet somebody, and you're like, there would be so great if only they would go to therapy. To me, it's like, that's kind of a big if. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. That's a big one. That's like a lot that you have to sort of figure out. Oh, and, and, and something she something she kind of glossed past is that he admitted he's a sociopath. Yeah. Wait, that's Wait, the that previous was the old one. guy. The that old, was the old guy, guy, not this oh, current that was the last one. guy. Okay. okay. I know, I know, I know. Guy. Yes. That Yeah, okay. So I guess uh, here's the thing. It depends on how long you're in this relationship for. If it's the early days, I I don't know if you how long you stick around. Right. Right? Right. If it's mm. if you're in it like, you know, I went to therapy like how far in? We were date we had been dating for 3 years, right? Yeah, 2, two or 3. 2 or 3 mm-hmm. when I started. Right? And that's you know, that you're already kind of invested at that point. And you're like, I kind of want to see how this turns out. But I remember being afraid. Remember when I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to go to therapy and then he's going to leave me because he's going to get his hair right. <laughs> like, that's what I literally thought was going to happen. So it's like, you got to know somebody who go to therapy and find some shit out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they could be like, yeah. you know what? This isn't it for me now that I'm actualized or now that I'm <laughs> listening right. to myself. Mm, yeah. So... It's always that's I mean, always, it's a, always a risk, always a risk. but but so is everything. Literally everything is a risk. No, I know. I just mean it's like kind of like it just feels like again. I think if you like him, I don't know. It's like I think to me, it's like okay. Well, let's see 
is he going to go to therapy? Because right now what you, what you said was like, you know, you want him to, you think he should, but is he even interested? Right. You know? And it, and if he is, then I would say, let him start that and it will be clear to you what you need to do. Meaning, yeah, you're right. He, if he goes and he does start to almost kind of become more interior and just kind of like I'm doing me right now or trying to figure things out, then no, he's not in a relationship place. But if he is doing it and able to sort of, you know, talk to you about it or bring you into some of that stuff, then like, yeah, y'all can keep seeing each other. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly if this is under six months, I mean, I mean, but again, I go back to the thing about like, if if this was just like where she, where she's like I think everything's great but you know it feels like he could uh, use therapy then I would be like oh stick with him but the fact that she's still has I think that's the thing where like I I'm, I'm leaning towards the like maybe let him do this on his own if he even chooses to yeah. Exactly. You can't make nobody go. And you don't want to be some person who's constantly just like, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy. And it's like, at some point, it's going to be like, bitch, you go to therapy. But you up in here telling everybody else yeah. what to do. Not wait, that you she, aren't, but I'm not saying. In therapy? No, no, I'm saying, I'm like, that could be the response. Like, when you kind of oh. get at somebody over and over, they can then kind of sort of, they can, you know, rebel against that or kind of go off and be like, yeah. stop telling me what to do and, you know, what you want. So, like, we all need it. Right. Right. I wish there was a like a a, a, a a national therapy hotline, like the suicide hotline, where you could just call and be like, "I need therapy right now." I think you therapy know? should be part of friggin' school. Okay, there are yeah. things. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We take math and science like all through high school. You need to also have therapy once a week. Okay, mm. part of the curriculum. Every student oh, gets like thirty minutes because it's right. during the school day, so they can't do a full hour. Okay, and they need to talk to somebody. That's what I'm gonna say right now. I like that idea. Children I need to too. learn to use their words. You know what I mean? Like, it would change the game. It would change well, the wait, game. Would you, would, you, would, you, would it be like a group therapy? No, no, no. Individuals, if possible. Individual, if possible. Mm. Yeah, you'd need more than one therapist in schools, you know? But like... And definitely, the U.S. school system isn't totally broken. So I think if you just add one little thing on, <laughs> that should just be, like, easy to do, right? I don't know. I think it would be so good if the children I, got a little time. No, no, I agree with you. I was just saying that. I know. It's not possible. I know. It's a pipe dream. But I just think that, like, if you just had something, I mean, it could be group, depending. I just think that because kids are so evil, no one could really be vulnerable because the other kids in that group would use it against them. You know, mm, kids yeah, are mean. Yeah. That's why you couldn't do group. But other than that, who you know? I would just imagine like some evil kid like Nixon as a child breaking into the <laughs> office then and stealing other people's records to use against them. Oh wow, a Nixon child. Well, <laughs> that's another that's another pipe dream. Um, <laughs> Brian, do you have time for one more question? Yeah. All okay. right. And by the way, I also wanted to say this. You know, you were you guys were talking earlier about how. Um, you can uh, just pay for streaming services to see any movie. You can also pay for streaming services to see like stand up comedy too. Specials wow, like stand up comedy specials. To, like, I just want to say that no reason. That like I want something to see. like Netflix. Yeah, you sure. know, that has a show called The Stand Up. <laughs> sure. Uh, season three. Which is coming yeah, out in, in, a, in, a in the fall. In the fall, featuring the comedy of uh, Brian Simpson. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, look, I, I, have no, uh, I have no skin in the game. I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. right. All right. Uh, I think I, <laughs> I think this last one should be fun, but uh, I don't I don't listen to them past the like first thirty seconds just to get a topic for what it is. So okay. hopefully, uh, here we go. Okay, Rachemeister leaving a voicemail takes three. Um, 
take. I love you guys. I love uh, the Lifetime podcast about loving Lifetime movies. Um, my question is, my name is Rachel. I'm 36. My partner is 42. We've been together for almost four years. Um, he refuses to trim his balls or shave his balls. I don't. I don't require shaving. I would like trimming. I feel like it hinders what I'm able to do in the bedroom. This is definitely not a joke. This is a question I've asked many people, and I have not been able to receive a solid answer. Maybe I should already know the answer. But basically, I've been asking him to do this for almost four years, the time we've been together. I have gotten him the Manscape, a tool specifically for manscaping. I have gotten him there to try to make the process as easy and seamless as possible. He's very apprehensive to doing any of these things because he has tried in the past, and I guess the ball sucked up into his body, and he's scared. But at what? this what? point, we've been together now for almost four years, and in my head, I'm like, should I stay in this relationship where the one thing I have asked this man to do, he just refuses to do, or should I just move on? Like, everything else in the relationship is great. We have a great, you know, we talk about stuff. We watch the same TV. He's a Democrat. Like, that's very important. I won't get into it. But should I stay in this relationship and just and just get over that he has hairy balls and that it will always mean that he has hairy balls or should I just should I just move on and look for a man that's willing to manscape? I mean, how important is it? I'm also I also feel like I'm sex negative. Not that I don't like sex. I just feel like it's very sticky. There's yes. a lot of work involved. Yes. I just anyway, um <laughs> I'm rambling again. If you answer any of these voicemails, I'll be very happy. But even if you send me an email and say, Hey Rachel, you're acting crazy, I'll also appreciate that. Um, I might not have mentioned at the beginning of the voicemail, my name is Rachel, but I go by Rachelmeister. Okay, I feel like I should probably start stop drinking when I leave these voicemails. So thank you for listening. Whoever has listened to any of them, I appreciate your time, and I hope everyone has a great day. Okay, Rachelmeister, out. <laughs> oh, my God, that this is, was the best. This is why we love voicemails. Well, That's first of all, she doesn't need to stop drinking. She needs to stop going by Rachemeister. <laughs> <laughs> Rachemeister out. And I, right. I kind of like that. I, I like the idea of like you, you, you leave a party and you're like, Rachemeister out! Slam the door. <laughs> right. She's like leaving. She's like ending voicemails like she's on a CB radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I'm one of those people that I'm pro- hair mm-hmm. prove but i feel like because she's complaining about his balls being hairy she's saying that's limits what uh-huh. she can do in the in the bedroom yes. i don't understand i don't understand that um you don't want to put your face near it when it's all full of hair okay but just well then don't <laughs> well this is what i and that would be <laughs> right, 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 right. that's like my thinking right when she's like he's so great this is the one thing and i do get what she's saying because i think it's less the pube and more she's like I've asked him to do one thing and he won't do it I think that's what's got under her craw that's what's making her worry yeah that's really what it is it is and and, and the thing too is it's at the most because she also says she's not a sexual person 
So when when she finally gets in the mood, gets worked up, gets gets going, she gets down there, and bam, in that moment is the time that she's reminded that this person won't do the very least. Especially like I bought you the tools. Yep. Isn't that? I'm like, listen, stop sucking his balls. Right. <laughs> listen, do you want your balls sucked? Then I need I need three quarters. I need you to put this two guard on this <laughs> manscape trimmer and hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because there's no way, there's no way because because that men respond to that unless you're dating some kind of you know outlier of the species. It's like, listen, I'm not going nowhere near your penis unless your shit is this length, you right? Know what I mean? mm-hmm. Right, and, and and I'm gonna measure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm bringing a ruler to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's not to measure what you right. think exactly. Right. She's like, I'm bringing this a is, ruler. This is like you're really excited for pizza. And then you get the pizza and it's got vegan cheese on it. Yeah. And it's oh, like, God. oh, yeah. no, thank you. Exactly. Tastes like shoe leather. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like. Yeah, well, this. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I, I feel like this is the same problem as the last lady, where she's like, you know, everything's perfect except this one thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, does this guy, should you stay with a man through his ball trimming journey? <laughs> Or, or let him go on his own and, and come back with the proper length ball head. Yeah. Here's okay. Here's the thing, though. What if he like we don't have enough information, but like, what if he's the per, like demanding she trim in a certain way, and then he's not reciprocating? That I think Rach Meister would have told us. You think so? Yes, Rage Meister's drunk. I think she would have told us whatever she needed to tell us. I think it is, though. I think it is like... This is the one thing. And I think that's her issue around it. And so I think the question of like, on one hand, it's the one thing. So what does it matter to you? And I am a firm, firm, firm believer. You don't do nothing in that bedroom you don't want to do. So if Mm -mm. it is something that turns you off in that way, it turns you off and you don't have to do it. And And then he can make whatever choice he makes. After that information. Right. And I don't mean that. I'm not saying you do something where you are um, using sex as a weapon. It's not like you don't get none until you shave. It's like, I don't kind of want to be, you know, I don't want to do certain <laughs> things when you're that length. So those <laughs> things are off the table for right now. And then he'll and then he will find like what he's willing to try and do for himself. Because I do think it's the type of thing. It's like people need to find what works for them. And sometimes it can be really hard, you know, in a relationship, there's certain things you can do for somebody where it's like, you are being thoughtful, but then it can also sometimes be read as parental, Mm. you know? And I think stuff stuff like that was like, let him figure out he, what he wanted to trim with. Let him figure out like what he wanted. Like you put a little star trot on the fridge and like <laughs> d- days that your ball hair has been the right length like, you get a star. And you get a transformer if you get 10 stars. <laughs> right. It's got to be something. So it's like, you know, so I think that's the thing. It's like if you have been with this person four years, you never liked the length, but I feel like you've been maybe just like, do it, working with it, working around it, whatever. But it's obviously still bugging you, and you just like don't do the thing and yeah. tell us what you want to do. And like he's he's heard you, he's heard you. You don't have to keep saying it. Yeah. Well, you just go to him and you go, you go, babe. Listen, I'll stop calling myself Rage Meister if you start shaving your balls. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's a trade off. What I want, I just want to know what the bad experience was. That he had. Did he like? Well, I know. Didn't you say his ball sucked into his body or something? And I was That's like, was he using a vacuum? 
Was it, right. Was he using that's a strange a floby right, to just suck the hair up? Yeah, that yeah. That, is, that is weird, especially too since because it would be different if she was like shave. Yes, because right. I can't I can't shave down there. It's, it's too sensitive. I get bumped, shake, raise them. You know what I mean? It's too. But trim, you can't trim. Exactly, just a little you something. Yeah, you can do that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he could have some sort of like psychological, like again, like putting anything sharp near there. Could be scary or like get in his head, maybe. Sure, but it's like, yeah, I we're think, not I asking. Think he's just be... stubborn. Yeah, or he could be stubborn. I, I mean, think he's, he's, just, he's just being stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's forty-two. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's just being stubborn. <laughs> I've always had my, my balls have always been fat. It's like, nah, man. Because I, because I feel like, because also I don't know if he feels the same way. It's like if your relationship is perfect, if your relationship is damn near perfect, and the only things between you and perfection. Is the length of your ball here? It's like, bro, I will, I'll put nair on that shit. The next time you see it, it won't even. I won't even be able to grow hair. <laughs> You'll laser. You will go laser. Right. Laser for removal for you. Maybe that's what he's on. Maybe he's saving up for laser for your birthday. <laughs> like my gift to you is my smooth balls. Or maybe he's doing locks of love. He's waiting to grow that hair nice and long. <laughs> then he'll give it to someone in need. <laughs> Yeah. You never know. Sure. Yeah. There's and, a lot of- and, and, but but I, I also don't understand why she keeps why she keeps doing whatever she needs the hair to be. Why does she keeps doing that activity? Like why she feels like she can't stop? Maybe she's into you it. Know? Maybe she's maybe smooth balls are her kink. I don't. You know. Her kink. No. Or maybe being disappointed is her kink. Mm, yes. <laughs> maybe she gets yes. down and she's like again. Oh. Yep. You and know, now she's ready. That's her turn on. And now she's ready. She's <laughs> like, I need one more sample. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's how you end oh, an episode. Brian. Jesus. Brian, thank Brian. you so much for coming on this podcast. It was so delightful to yeah, talk Brian. to you. No, thank, thank, thank y'all for having me, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky that I, uh, that I met y'all the way I did. You're yeah. the best. You're the best. Yeah, and everybody, you really watch. You're so funny. I can't wait to see your half hour. I know. Everyone, get ready to watch Brian's half hour on Netflix. It will change the game for you. And get ready to watch Naomi's half hour on Netflix. We well, I'm always talking about that. They know that about me. <laughs> so they in a podcast. They know. But, um, all right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Y'all take it easy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.